0: Welcome back to the League, of NBA pod. It's your Wednesday episode.
1: I'm joined by Zach. What's good? Back with another Under the Radar episode. It's your boy. Sorry about that clap. I'm just, I'm just really excited. So <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, it's happy. Good to be
0: back, man. Under the radar. I know y'all missed it. We'll about to go dive deep into some NBA nerds. Territory, so you know, this is for the real NBA hits as always. So, but before we get to that, I do want to shout out a couple of things a little bit of NBA news. Uh, starting with Dwight Howard, Superman is back, NBA Dunk Contest 2020. Dwight Howard and Derrick Jones Jr. have been confirmed. Uh, supposedly, there's a rumor out that Vince Carter is mulling the decision to come in, you know, last year in the NBA was he like 42? That could be epic. Hopefully Vince gets in it. Also, we got Zach Levine and who's a, who's the other person? Uh who was that, what was the Mike? That was another person. Uh was it uh Oh, oh, it was uh the young bull. It was uh, John ja Morant.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, uh uh Nate
0: Robertson. Shut up. Uh John ja Morant, yeah. So yeah, i would be uh, interested to I wonder what Jaws like showtime, you know, competition dunks look like.
1: Yeah, man, because it's in game dunks. Or it's in game duck attempts or something to be or, or sight to see so lethal lethal so yeah keep updated on that it should be a fun
0: one love to see Superman out at the booth so yeah um other bit of news it was something else oh okay yeah, yeah. the whole um NBA they're, uh trying to push the four seed you see that the whole uh rec receding the Top four teams in the playoffs. Yeah, in the conference finals. Yeah, so they're only trying to, like, force it through. But they think that the league's going to vote it down. Uh, so, like, the uh owners are going to vote for it? Yeah, so they have a meeting with the board uh, in April. And so what Adam Silver is trying to do is to force it through until then so that the board will have to vote to take it out. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to voting to put it in. So he's are trying to do a little sleight of hand there. But, uh... I don't know. There's another rumor that came out today that that's not going to work on I mean, ESPN, so that will keep you updated with that situation as we learn more about it. But without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into our get into our teams and players today. I have one team, and you have three players, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's go ahead and knock out my team first. So I came up with the task of finding a team that's been under the radar. There are a couple candidates, you know, the Magic, the Pacers. You know, the Mavericks, the Jazz have been looking nice. but team not getting enough love out there, bro. Oklahoma City Thunder. As of right now, are they 20 and 15? They have the NBA's best record since December 1st. And they have the best offense in the league in clutch time. There's a couple of little stats that are out there. But what we really need to talk about, bro, is this three-headed monster. Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and Shea Gibbs-Alexander. Hey, they've been balling, bro. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and put it in perspective for people. So as of right now, the best three main lineups, the best 3 main lineup in the NBA is Montrez Harrell, Kawhi Leonard, and Lou Williams with a plus 35.4 net rating. Right under them is Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and Shea Gilgis Alexander at 34.3, uh positive net rating. So... For 100 possessions, they outscore opponents on average 34.3 points. Uh, this is led by their offense of this lineup. They have the number two, offensive rate in the league, 129.7 in the three-man lineup. And the defense is very good as well at 95.4, which would be top 10. Um, while I was digging deep into it on the Athletic, I said the main reason for their success with this three-man lineup is the playmaking. Most teams don't have three defenders that can guard the point of attack at that higher level, to keep the penetration out. And so when you have guys like Chris Paul and Shea and them getting to the bucket every time and being spaced out with like Danilo,
1: I mean, it's been a formula for success. Have you caught any of their games yet? Uh, I've caught a couple other games. Obviously, they a lead pass blackout for us here <laughs> in Kansas City. But uh, I've caught a couple games, and I actually predicted them to be pretty good this year. So I'm not too shocked, but I mean – uh, for Chris Paul to still be this good in what year fifteen mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. Um, Shea Gil just mm, has made a huge leap this year. Dennis Schroeder is still one of one of the better guards off the bench in the league. So uh, I mean it's 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 super interesting to see them all three play that well together. I know Shea, excuse me, I know Shea's pretty tall, so he, he can play some two, but to be playing him at the three at that size and having Schroeder and Chris Paul there together is definitely a, a risk. A risk of some sorts, but it's been working for him. Uh, shout out to Billy Donovan. Didn't think he was much of a good coach, but tried some. He's tried some new out. It's worked well. Uh, and also I think I mean I feel like I don't know if you can attribute some of Shea Gilgis's and Dennis Schroeder's a little bit improved play this year to Chris Paul, maybe his leadership or something. I could be I could be reaching reaching for something here, but no, no doubt no, because no, you look at the uh other playing, Dennis Schroeder's having his best,
0: well, really his best year of his career. I mean, 18 points per game.
1: Uh, he just, he's just a lot more efficient than usual because, I mean, he's been around 18 a game and all that, but him to be shooting 47% from the field, 35% from three, I mean, that's, those are career best. I'm not sure.
0: And more importantly, the defense. Like This is his best defense of the year by far. Um, and I mean, it has a lot to do with the environment that he's in. He's on a big boy team. Like, even though they have some young players, guys like, Chris Paul, Danilo, Steven Adams, um, even like the nervous Noel. These are NBA players, bro. And even guys like Ferguson and Shea Gilgis, they've been forced to kind of grow up a little fast, you know. So this is not the same Atlanta team that Schroeder's been kind of, you know, given the keys to prematurely. So like this is like a team where he's had to earn his minutes, and he's doing so. And back to the defense, I know that in that game against the Mavericks a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that Chris Paul and Schroeder were literally arguing over who's on guard Luka. In the second half. And they held him to 15 points or 13 points the whole second half after scoring like 25 in the first, after he torched Ferguson, Baisley, and Hamadou. So it's just, it's good to see that. Schroeder has really, you know, gotten
1: to his Patrick Beverly pest bag on top of the scoring. It's nice. Um, And also with the Thunder, not to mention they got a big win tonight. uh, I know you were talking a little bit about their uh, Chris Paul's uh, fourth quarter scoring, the team's fourth quarter scoring. In particular, uh tonight he scored twenty of his twenty-eight in the fourth quarter and in, in uh overtime. So the boy's lethal, bro. And I
0: mean, definitely the point got like we need to continue to throw some respect on Chris Paul's name, man. Was he thirty-five years old? Thirty-four? He's and thirty-three. He's definitely thirty-four. Thirty-four, okay. And he's playing like this, it's pretty insane, man. Pretty insane. Pretty I mean, impressive, yes. He's shooting fifty percent from ten to sixteen feet.
1: It's pretty lethal. It's pretty pretty impressive in that free throw line range, man. Uh, I mean, it was a big night tonight. 80% or 79% at the rim? Yeah, crazy. It was a big night for the whole LeBron James, Carmelo, Chris Paul, except for D-Wade, who's not still playing, but the whole boat (laughs) had a pretty good night tonight. So it's good to see the OGs coming through. Uh, It's good to see the Thunder playing well, man. There was a lot of people who thought that this summer, you know, after trading rush, that was just going to be done, the trading PG, that they kind of was just putting a fork in it, you know, tank. But they have potentially a chance to really start this re- – I mean, they've already started the rebrand or uh, rebuild off on the right foot, have a lot of good assets already, but potentially – I mean, Chris Paul has been a lot of value, so I mean, they won't trade him this year, obviously. But like potentially this summer, get off Chris Paul's contract, hopefully, mm-hmm. get off Stephen Adams, uh, probably Danilo. I mean, this I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, get up, maybe even uh, is Schroeder. He's he is he a pending free agent. Uh, I think he has. I don't think he's like upcoming. He's like okay. We'll say yeah. Schroeder, who's another another guy who teams will. We'll buy on for sure. So I mean, I think the Thunder. I think it's nice they're winning. It's definitely good. It's better than tanking. Uh, if they get in the playoffs, which they probably will. I mean, right
0: now they're in seventh, and
1: they're solidly in seventh.
0: But I say, they're like uh, five games ahead of the eighth place. So yeah, they're making the playoffs at this point.
1: Yeah. So uh, so basically, the only only see this in place is Basically, you have the Timberwolves, Kings, Blazers, Grizzlies, Spurs, all within a game and a half of these Phoenix too all within two games of each other, and they're all battling for that AC. seed. But Thunder have pretty much locked themselves in at that seventh seed, I feel like. I think, I think if they continue and don't
0: make a trade, I'll feel the Thunder end up in the sixth seed. I think they'll pass up in the Mavericks, too, to be honest with you. It's tough. I don't know. I just look at team game by game. I think as the schedules continue to even out, you know, because everybody plays much the same schedule at right. the end of the day, I think that the Thunder just are more a consistent team. In my opinion, and it's a little more steady. The Mavericks really are kind of up and down sometimes, and they've been kind of up. That's enough with the team. But regardless, I mean, the Thunder have a tough decision to make. Are they going to like continue down this road, or is it going to to tear it all down this summer? I know that there's a rumor out uh, that there are going to be big players in the trade market at deadline, so we'll see if they tear it up early. But as of right now, I mean, man, it's a good story, and they've been balling. Also, shout out to Danilo Galinari. Uh, 18 points a game. Sam and Fish himself. A lot of free throws, as you can expect from him. So right now, look, they got Shea at basically 20 points. Chris at 16. Dennis at 18 and a half. Danilo at 18. And Steve now at 12. So a pretty balanced scoring. So, yeah. I mean, hey, you get a chance to check out the Thunder game. But probably For nothing. Sure. So we can go ahead and move on to your
1: individual players. Oh, yeah, man. Uh Back with the under-the-radar players. Drum roll. Yeah, you know. But, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to uh, take too long here. I'm just going gonna, gonna to run through them real quick. Just some guys you guys should look out for, maybe somebody you weren't thinking about. So, first, I'm going to bring up my boy, a former Jayhawk like myself. Uh, I played a couple years uh, out there with Bill Self myself. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but the first guy I got is Kelly Oubre Jr., man. Uh, he's just been playing really well this year. Uh Over the last four games, his last four game stretch, he's been averaging 26 points, about eight rebounds, almost three assists, almost three steals, uh, 60% from the field, 65% from three. Uh, On on the season, he's averaging uh, Uh, 18 points per game, uh, six rebounds,
0: about two assists, uh, still in the half, shooting 35%, 35.5% from three on five attempts. 46% Forty-six percent from the field.
1: So basically, I feel like Kelly, Kelly Oubre is really uh, ironing himself out, making him some elbow room, getting his name out. It's pretty much one of the better two-way wings in this league that can do something for you off the bounce as well. So uh, yeah, man, it's just good to see him playing well. He looks like he's finally he was he was good with the Wizards and Spurs. He'd have his moments. He regress have his moments. So it's good to see him kind of getting consistent. It looks like he's kind of found a good home and found his role, his niche, niche in the league. Uh, no doubt. Uh The Suns are kind of struggling right now. They're coming back to earth. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they've slowed. They started off really hot. They've significantly slowed down. Yeah, they're from the bottom in
0: the West. So, I mean, that kind of sucks. But it's not Kelly's fault at all. Like, he's becoming a solid player to the point where if Lakers fans start talking about, yeah, we need Kelly, you know you ball. You know, they want everybody. Everybody's attainable. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But like, who, who do have that's you have that would that the Suns would want, Especially if they're going to suck. They're not Coos. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kelly's definitely much better than Cougs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not happy. They, they need to pick to go with that or something. Because, like, Kelly's ready. They're the same. Kelly Oubre might be younger. No, Kelly Oubre and Coos are probably the same age. And Kelly's 24. Yeah, what's Cougs? I think Cougs is also. 20, he's 23 or 24. So they're about the same age. And Cougs was ready. I mean, I feel like... Uh, Kelly Oubre is ready to go. Yeah, same mate Hey, you see the thing Lavar said? Uh about uh ooh, Kuzma needs Lonzo? Yeah,
0: he said Kuzma is something created by the Lonzo hype. Dude, Loki's right. Like if Kuzma never went to the Lakers and was like in that whole hype train. What do we think of Kuzma in the same way? Or he'd well, be this nice little young player that nobody really cares about.
1: Yeah, he'd be mad regular. Like he'd be like he'd be uh I'm trying to think someone's in the league. That's, like, good, young, but, like, no, maybe he'd be no better. Like, like, the fact that Bogdanovich, the Kings are trying to trade for him and know they have to use Bogdanovich and potentially more is crazy. Like, Yeah, because Bogdanovich is definitely better than Kyle Goodman.
0: Yeah, Bogdanovich, Bogdan, sorry to be. Yeah, I mean, he's three years older 27, but, like, bro is certified almost. You know, like he's a certified regular player. Like, who's going to be up and down a little
1: more than Bogdanovich? I don't know. Discussion. But that would be a great yeah, that's a that's a discussion for a different day. But that would be I mean, just, the Lakers should get their hands on him and then pick up Darren Collison, too.
0: And then pick up Jeff Green and then pick up Andre Padalu.
1: That'd become a heavy title It
0: would be lethal. I would love to see it. I would just push uh I'll go look at the rotation. But this is not Lakers spot. That happened yesterday where we like like you know, Lakers hijacked the whole vibe for like
1: twenty minutes. So let's keep it pushing. Man, shock uh is as bad as first take. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the next guy I'm gonna go with is uh well I, well speaking of that with great segue Lonzo Ball um so? who, who over the last four games who scored over twenty his last four games which is a big deal just because of his lack of aggression lack of scoring his pass. and I and and smoke that Kendrick was was talking
0: on uh, the jump talking about him. yes he's a bust even Rachel tried to tell him to chill like he said
1: no 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 no, no. Rachel he's a bust he heard that Lonzo's responding I mean. It's tough to call somebody a bus three years in. I was trying to call my son Markel a bus, career high last night. But anyway, well, two nights ago we you're here. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Lonzo, uh, the last what is it, the last four games, averaging uh, 23.8 points per game, Edisons assists, six Good boards, uh, making four threes a game in those games, one and a half steals, 53% from the field. So, the biggest thing is the jump shot. Lonzo's defense has been proven as real. His playmaking has been proven as real. It's the the, the uh, theory of Lonzo Ball, what's been holding him up as a potential bust, why has it worked? Because the jump shot has not been there. Once the jump shot's there, the theory of what you think Lonzo Ball can be will be actualized. So to see him hitting threes at this clip, see him taking them confidently, uh, which he's been taking them confidently all season. But uh, to see him healthy, that's been another problem is health. But mm-hmm. – to see him hitting threes. I mean it's a it's a good sign. It's a good sign for the Pelicans. Uh yeah, man, I'm happy to see it. I like Lonzo. So he's playing well, man. Definitely playing much better. I mean, on the season it's still a
0: little rough at twelve points, five assists. Like, he's yeah. kinda of taking a step back. But as of late, he's starting to like pick it up to a heights that he's never played at. So that's really good to see. Uh but that being said, he's still shooting thirty six percent. From three on six attempts like for the whole season. So, I mean, that's actually pretty good. It's pretty solid.
1: Yeah. He, shot, he shot a lot better this year. Shooting 40% from the field, though. Like, what's what are these shooting? Sticks? How many shots is he taking in the game, though? He's taking. Uh, field goal attempts. taking six threes, taking 11 shots. So, the majority of his shots are going to be threes. Basically, he's just tricking a couple labels per game. <laughs> I know he's not full off in the mid range at all. Or he's get, or, or he's getting pressed into one mid range pull up that's an automatic brick. Someone just like <laughs> forces him to shoot it. And he's probably yeah, he probably misses a floater or a couple layups every night. But no, yeah, it's good to see that from Zoe. And you know, keeping the steals up as always.
0: Uh yeah, man, like I do I do think that I mean I think it's fair to say that he's probably gonna be the person moved out out of the bunch. bunch. 'Cause when we talked about like Brandon Ingram not fitting with Zoe fit, Josh Hart. Looking at, like Zoe's going to be the odd man out if they decide to make a move. So it'll be interesting I disagree.
1: to see. I mean, yeah. have you heard reports of them leaning that way?
0: Uh, No, but I've definitely heard the reports of trades in the Pelicans and them making a move, potentially.
1: I, in my opinion, I feel like it's hard to say because the crown jewel is Zion, right? That's no doubt. The, that's the crown jewel. That's the one that makes it all tick. So at the end of the day, it's about who fits around him. Don't get me wrong. The way Brandon Ingram has played Averaging, like, 25 a night. Like, yeah, he's, he's looking like he's, he's a legit, efficient, too. And playing defense, he's looking like he's a legit superstar. So, um, he will be a legit, look like he could end up being a legit superstar. So, that's definitely something you want to look out for. Like, it's tough to trade. But at the same time, isn't conducive to winning. It's hard. It's hard. To, you can't judge him now because people have been hurt. The roster's not great. It's not his fault. He's playing great. He's making them better. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I mean, it's, in their situation, it's hard to tell who you should move. So if I'm them, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely sitting on that, waiting on that for sure. Cause Lonzo's not due for a re-up till next summer anyway, right? So for me, it's, it, 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 it will be no reason to trade Lonzo before the trade deadline unless somebody sends you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you definitely want to
0: see Lonzo with Zion in regular season action. Cause preseason, I mean. It was filthy. A lot of those uh, big dunks and stuff were created by like, are he, he, That's
1: that's my point. Lonzo could potentially be the thing that unlocks Zion. You you see how he made he made cool? I mean, I hate to give a, one, another man credit for another man playing well, because mm-hmm. that's wild. Because, you know, I mean, you can't make somebody hit shots, right? But he, he Lonzo's definitely conducive to players who play like Zion playing well. So... No doubt, no doubt, no
0: doubt, yeah. So, yeah, you just see what happens with Zoe, so, man. I'm just happy that he's picked it up. He's one of those kids, too, where it's, like, he got so much hype and stuff, and they turned so fast. And like, now I'm on the point now I just want him to do well just because I don't want, like, you know. I don't like people calling him a bust, man. I don't think he's a bust. And so, yeah, I just want to keep his head above water, especially with his little brother coming to the league and people gassing him. Like, hey, slow down, slow down. He was talking about kid because Zo went one one Lamelo,
1: that would be crazy though. What if uh, the Pelicans, the Knicks offered the Pelicans a crazy package, right? Whatever, Frankie T, some Frankie T it was sitting around them getting mellow <laughs> and they got Lonzo and then they went and got La too. And they and they brought the ball budget all ball putting together, man. yeah. No, honestly, that's the crazy part though. Lonzo and LaMelo complement each other perfectly, they do. It's almost like LeVar. Schemed out that all three of his sons, and then Jello just on the wing hitting Duries I mean, All right, on that note, go ahead and go see your though. If you put Lonzo and Miller on the same team, you have to sign Jello. Like you just have to. I mean, he he can play on the uh, on the Long Island team, whatever the G League affiliate in Long Island, Staten <laughs> Island, wherever they are, Coney Island, whatever. It's 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 off an of island, Rhode Island, one of them. <laughs> Terps and Caicos, one of them, wherever they at. But you got to sign them. But anyway. He's the muscle. Yeah. He's hey, he making sure everybody's straight. And hey, hey, you saw at hey, UCLA. He, he's not scared to do the dirty work. You know that. <laughs> he's he not scared to take it to the trenches. But anyway, uh, my last guy, uh, this is a hometown pick. Uh, team's been through turmoil. Y'all been hating on him. Y'all said he's stagnant. I all said he's not really an elite player, but I'm here to tell you my dog is real. The team's been in turmoil, but it's okay now. I'm, I'm, I'm here to let you know that he's still been balling as of late. So, my last guy with no further ado is Mr. Benjamin Simmons. Ben Simmons, the Fresh Prince, uh, the King of Australia. Also, shout out to Australia. I'm praying for y'all out there with the wildfires, me and Ben Simmons both. But uh, anyway. Shout out to Shout out Don, shout out, uh, Deli. <laughs> Deli. uh, shout out Aaron Dante, James. Yeah, Dante Axel from out there, right? Yeah, there's actually a lot of dudes from Australia Yeah, league. Uh Joe Ingles. <laughs> Patty Mills. Oh, Patty uh, Mills is actually like number one. Yeah, he's gangy, so <laughs> shout out to all them, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons over the last eight games, 17-10-10, 2.3 steals, a block, 56% from the field, man, uh, Basically, at this point he's probably one of the best two way players in the n b a uh period can guard all five uh can guard four some fives uh obviously you know you, yeah his teammate joel guys like that he's not not as good at guarding but definitely one of the best defenders in the league uh, offensively very dynamic can't shoot obviously whatever whatever but yeah man he he he's been playing well, he leads the league in steals uh Definitely all-defense guy this year, man. The team's lost four. Had lost four in a row. They won the last one. They're going to beat the Celtics tomorrow. So, I'm just happy to see Ben playing well. I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, I love you, Ben, man. Uh, I like that you follow me back on socials, but whatever. I won't be petty. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's playing nice, man. He's putting up near
0: triple-double numbers. As you said, the defense is a little elite. Um Team's not winning, though. So, I mean, I don't know how much of that you place on his shoulders. I'll place a lot of it on it. But, I mean, I'm looking when he to in the that. I'll be able to keep it all positive.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I don't think they've been losing because of him, per se. I, obviously, as one of the better players on the team, it's always going to fall on your shoulders to some degree. So, you got to take that on the back, but, uh, or take that on the chin. Pause. But, uh, basically, uh, it's been a lot of the, I mean, Tobias, not Tobias, but Al Horford hasn't played well. Oh, that's the key, though. I mean, Al Horford really is kind of like an eyesore. Yeah, he's played. He ha- it hasn't looked good. He hasn't played well. Someone like Mike Scott's been going through a stretch where he's not hitting threes. Matisse Stile has been out, uh, which you would not think for a rookie, wouldn't it, don't matter, but not having, having Matisse hurts a lot because having, having him out there when they're clicking on defense just takes it to the next level. Where like you're getting live ball turnovers which can really swing a game. Yeah. And anybody that's that's causing two or three live ball turnovers a game when he's out there, it's like valuable. Can, can can swing a game despite and not to admit that he's been hitting threes, but yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a obviously we we can do a whole episode on what's going on with the Sixers. So I'm I do don't, don't wanna get into that. Uh but like I said, we won yesterday, we're gonna beat the Celtics tomorrow. So we're not hey, we're not worried. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben's look. Hey, he's looked better. I would
0: say more recently, offensively than he has, for sure. Uh, still a weapon, still a threat, still mismatch every night. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a lot to say on Ben Simmons. I mean, we kind of covered it a lot, even like the last couple of days. So yeah, I mean, my dog. Anything else,
1: man? No, man. It's gonna do with me tonight, man. Uh, I thank y'all for y'all's time. Out. I- I want to thank y'all for allowing me to come on here every week. Uh, spit some knowledge, man. I just want to tell y'all, to our global listeners out there, man, stay blessed, stay up, man. Uh, Zachariah signing off. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, man. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with our weekly Gamers pod, you
0: know, covering all the games on Wednesday, which is traditionally the biggest night in the NBA. So stay tuned for that. And speaking of Ben Simmons, I'm pretty sure it's Philly Boston tomorrow is the – premiere game. So that should be pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, man, it's just And it's been the league at NBA Pod. We'll see you guys soon. Once again, this has been the league at NBA Pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you help us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at the League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow with more coverage of the NBA.